The following program is presented by the National Committee on United States-China Relations, www.ncuscr.org. It's always um, interesting when Pang Wang is in town deciding what of his many interests we should have him speak about. Um, today it's Middle East and the Indian Ocean and China's relationship with those two areas, which as several of you have said is a very important one. Pang Wang, it's always yours. Hello, give me. Yes. Thank you, Jian. China-Middle East relations uh, uh, new developed mainly since 2011. I never call the Arab Spring, I call Arab uprising or dramatic change in the Middle East. And uh, since then, already uh, seven, seven years passed, uh, uh, we can see the new development from political perspective, economic, and security. Political relations, uh, China and uh, all these Middle East countries, I think still keep very normal, not a very serious negative influence. And uh, you can divide it uh, three. Uh, kind. Firstly, the country regime change. Regime change uh, also divided two. Some country recovery, return to the very stable situation. Uh, especially Egypt and Tunisia. Yeah, Egypt here, Tunisia. Uh, the relations keep very good. Egyptian president visited China several times. President Xi Jinping visited Egypt. Egypt became main friends always since ni 1953 after the revolution. Egypt is first country established diplomatic relations with China. And Tunisia basically returned to stability, although still some of the, the jihadists do some terrorist attack, uh, but basically it's okay. But the regime change country also some in a very difficult situation, especially for uh, Libya, Yemen, and uh, uh, Iraq and Syria. So we have to bring all the Chinese works, even our embassy from Libya, and from Yemen also. We now only, in fact, our embassy even stopped work now. And uh, all the investment equipment lost. Um, from Libya, we bring uh, brought back the 36,000 people. For me, surprise. I don't expect so many Chinese in Libya. Usually, we think more Chinese in Egypt, in Algeria, but Libya, 36,000. And uh, Yemen, only 500 people bring back. And uh, Syria, now in Syria, don't have uh, much the construction project. Uh, only have some students back. And uh, in Iraq, uh, fortunately, our, our main project in southern, uh, oh, here, yeah, yeah. in southern Iraq, three large oil fields, now by Chinese and, uh, and the, the joint venture with BP, joint venture with Dota, joint venture with Malaysia Oil Company, and uh, so far, still going very well. So I always say, 2000, in 2003, we said, we're against the war uh, in Iraq. We said, no war for oil. 
But now oil not come here, not come to the United States. The Iraq oil all go to China. Last year we imported 15 million, 15 million tons of oil from Iraq. Uh, of course, northern Iraq will bring back about the 2,000 works in several projects. But uh, Chinese investment and the trade with the Kurdish area still going very well. So now we only can do some business in this area because only this area is safe. But if they want to independent, maybe some trouble. So far we're not sure, we set the, we already set the consulate in El Bila, the capital of the Kurdish uh, uh, state. And uh, anyway, uh, does not mean we uh, recognize independent of independent the country, but we should issue visa for the Kurdish people coming to China. We also should protect the Chinese investment in, in the area. So, uh, so like we now have the consulate in Kosovo. We so far we have not recognized uh, independent Kosovo. Same problem in Crimea, in some uh, uh, North Cyprus occupied by Turkey, all this program. And uh, Iraq is more complicated. We, we, we can do nothing now. Uh, Iran is a very, uh, sorry, uh, Syria, very complicated. Uh, so far, we cannot do anything there. Uh, uh, in fact, we, uh, like Russia, we don't have military base there. We don't have a lot of investment there. there. We don't have a big uh, weapons sales and uh, the business there. So uh, for Syria, not really uh, lost the, 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 the uh, very negative influence. And uh, this is a regime changing country. And then no regime changing country. The relations still going well. Basically the GCC, six GCC countries, Saudi, uh, uh, Qatar, uh, Bahrain, and Kuwait, Oman, and it's a six country, GCC country. And also the Jordan and Morocco and all these countries still keep very good relations. And uh, recently the leader, for example, the President Xi visited Middle East, visited Saudi first, then Iran, then Egypt. And the third country is three non-Arab countries, Turkey, Iran, and Israel. Uh, no any negative influence since 2011. Uh, with Turkey, it's still good relations. Only program is Turkey sometimes supports the Eastern Turkestan independent movement. And now in the northern Syria, uh, several thousand jihadists from Central Asia and from Xinjiang is there. Uh, some people said 5,000, some people said 8,000. But the interesting there was family. So now this is become Turkish occupied area. <coughs> they call it the Turkish colony. Uh, the jihadists are not from Central Asia, from all of the world there. Mm. If they stay there, no problem. The problem is that maybe they come back. So every, every country worry about this. Uh, every country worry about this. And uh, 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 Iran, we keep very good relations. So uh, we really hope the 
we can keep the Iranian nuclear uh, agreement. Uh, we hope U.S. will not withdraw again. And uh, uh, the same position with uh, European country, Germany, uh, Britain, France, and of course Russia. And see, I think the next month when the President Trump visits China, uh, we will we'll try to persuade him. I don't know. I'm not sure whether we can successful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, 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 so with Iran, the programs uh, I I should mention the sanction. We joined the United Nations sanction to Iran and to North Korea, but we basically uh, oppose uh, U.S. unilateral sanction. But the programs, if they became domestic law of the United States. So Chinese companies have to make a decision. If this company have business with both US and Iran, so they have to leave Iran or leave US. So some bigger company like Huawei, they want to keep the business in the United States, they have to leave Iran. Because you cannot do business, they are sanctioning against the banking system. The money cannot transfer. And also several Chinese companies already in the list of sanctions and the U.S. sanctions. So, uh, so this is uh, uh, the program. Uh, but the bilateral relations, China-Iran, still uh, very, very good, very well. Uh, so this is political. Economic, in fact, is a very negative influence. Because we have the rising trading uh, in the small city called Yiwu, mm, not far from Shanghai. Uh, next time, if you're Shanghai, you can go to Yiwu. Yiwu now has 30,000 businessmen from Middle East. And every day they send the container, the container, many containers. Some people told me several hundred containers to where? To Dubai. Dubai now became the uh, China Middle East trading, trading center. I was in Dubai. I was told 20 years ago, even 15 years ago, no Chinese in Dubai. Now, 300,000 Chinese. Oh. The bigger called Dragon City. I visited Dragon City. There is a small company, small company, one company, one shop, several thousand. They sell everything, shorts, tire, shoes, uh, even the cup, everything. And I met a family. They drive from Oman all the way to Dubai. They buy everything. The car is like this. They drive back. I said, why you come here? Because here is, you can find every, everything and very cheap. Mm -hmm. And, and Dubai became a center for transit to the Chinese products to all the Middle East. And in Israel, also many things made in China in the market. And in Saudi, uh, but of course, Saudi GCC country, you should be very careful because Salafis, uh, you should consider the religion's uh, tradition. And uh, so you, you cannot send some things against the, the tradition. And even the uh, UAE, not good <coughs> relations with Iran, but the Dubai still transship trans, trans many goods to Iran. So the business is uh, usually close the border. So. And, but since 2011, since, uh, because of the riot, uh, civil war, 
so the price for the transportation increased. Originally, one container less than one thousand U.S. dollars, but now maybe thousand five hundred, something like that. Every day changing, and also the uh, price for insurance now very high because you send the goods to this area, always dangerous. So uh, the businessman don't want to send goods uh, to Iraq, to Syria. Maybe to Jordan, to Israel, or to Egypt, also should be very careful. Yeah, the Chinese tourists recently stopped go to Egypt and Turkey. Now only seven days in, in Israel. <laughs> so now Hainan Airlines just began Shanghai, Tel Aviv, mm -hmm. and Beijing, Tel Aviv already. So last December last year, I was in Israel. Oh, everywhere Chinese tourists. <laughs> 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 Everywhere. They ask whether I can do the Alipay. Mm. Alipay. I so far I think no. <laughs> <laughs> For Iran, the program, I was our Minister of Foreign Affairs delegation with, you know, many years ago, 2005. The program, they wanted more Chinese tourists. But I told them, you went into Iran, you immediately ask all the ladies take this. So maybe my wife not come. Another serious problem is Iran cannot use a credit card. Mm -hmm. Everywhere cannot use you. So I said you you should ask Chinese tourists to bring a lot of cash. Mm -hmm. So this is still not changing. Uh, recently, uh, uh, my friend with Iran come back says no changing, uh, no changing. Um, but ladies come back to home, they take everything. <laughs> yeah. So the trade relations uh, still mm, uh, face a serious uh, uh, negative influence, especially for this uh, uh, country still civil war. And uh, politically, we still keep the relations with like Yemen. Our principle is we recognize this legitimate government, recognized by United Nations, like in Yemen is Hadi government. And in Libya, I don't know which government. They have several governments. Now it's one is by United Nations. So, okay, we, we keep connection with this government. So, the, 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 of course, the main uh, important, mo most important is energy. Uh, Saudi now is number one for the oil uh, imports to China. Uh, last year was uh, 54. Four, maybe 56 million of tons. But the very interesting things, some months, Russian became number one. December last year, Russian became number one. But January of this year, Saudi again number one. <laughs> so for long term, Saudi is number one. Russian became number two, Angola number three, and some other countries. But Qatar is very important. Qatar now is number one for uh, China's LNG. It's gas by ship, not by pipeline, and so uh, so the, this is an energy security for China. Energy security for China. I will show you the Indian Ocean. Uh, there is most important for the oil transportation yeah, to China. And uh, the economically also another very important thing is we now have uh, negotiations with uh, negotiation with GCC country. Maybe. Uh, before the end of this year, we will sign China GCC FTA. 
this is quite important. Uh, this is already negotiated in three or four years, three or four years, because of some, uh, some detail still cannot reach compromise. Could you tell us what GCC stands for? GCC is uh, uh, Gulf Country, uh, Gulf Corporation Council, uh, sixth member. Saudi, Yemen, Oman, oh Yemen not, Saudi, Ye uh, Oman, UAE, Qatar, Bahrain and Kuwait. Uh, this is only organization now is basically uh, Stamble. But uh, according to your, uh, uh, your opinion, it's not democratic. <coughs> yeah. Or it's a monarchy. Yeah. The ladies even cannot drive taxis in Saudi. Uh, basically, their main uh, uh, principle is Salafism. Uh, Salafism, uh, Wahhabi. Uh, Salafi is everything should uh, follow the ancestor. So you cannot change it. You can change it. Still in 14th century, even the 7th century. Security now. Security area also. Uh, security areas uh, now is very reasonable. Uh, uh, since uh, oh, I should mention the economic case now. New initiative is one build one road. One build, one road now became a main, uh, main uh, principle for China, Middle East uh, economic relations. Uh, but uh, many specific projects are still under discussion. Still under discussion. Uh, uh, for example, with Israel, with Israel, there are several projects. One is a Chinese company, Shanghai company, Guangming Light. They bought the Tanua, the largest, uh, largest Israeli food company. And then Shanghai Harbor authorities got the Haifa New Hub. Uh, so the Haifa New Hub just connected to BRFs, Greece. BRFs now also run by Chinese company. Uh, so this is really silk. Uh, it's a maritime silk road, maritime silk road. But now Israel more active, trying to persuade China build a highway, high not highway, high high speed railway, from Elat to Haifa. Mm -hmm. When the Prime Minister uh, is uh, Netanyahu in China, he always push this. He very smart in China. He and President Xi don't talk anything about the Middle East peace process. That's right. Yeah, only talk about the business. <laughs> <laughs> and China, Israel now establish a very, very rare called uh, China-Israel renovating strategic partnership. Only with Israel and with Switzerland, the two. Basically, in Chinese foreign policy, it's a three level, friendly, uh, partner relations and strategic partner relations, then comprehensive strategic partnership. But uh, with Israel, <laughs> very special called innovating, innovation partner uh, yeah. the, the, the relations. And they set a permanent commission. Chinese science is uh, Deputy Prime Minister Liu Yandong, 
Israelis, I don't remember them because they change a lot. <laughs> yeah, change a lot. Every year have conference, annual conference, discuss lot of project, high tech, from Israel to China, also from China, China to Israel. So this is a quite important cooperation. Yeah. About this high-speed railway, uh, why Chinese still hesitate? Because this this is compete with Swiss Canal. Swiss Canal now is main connection between Red Sea and Mediterranean Sea, but the Swiss Canal is now very, very uh, how to say, very busy. Some ship have to stay there for one month. The bigger ship. So Israeli argued, if we have the, uh, we, if we have this high speed uh, railway, we can bring all everything from uh, the Red Sea to Mediterranean Sea to Europe. So I think China basically supports this, but have to coordinate with Egypt. With Egypt, we also help Egypt and <coughs> Panama to how to say widen the the, the canal. Yeah. Uh, already finished in Panama and in, in Egypt. Now the discussion is discuss this. So the uh, one by one road became so important, so important. And then I, uh, I think we we should immediately talk uh, the India Ocean. Yeah, India Ocean is very important for for one belt one road, mainly because maritime transportation. Originally, everything have to go through Malacca, then to Hormuz. But Malacca has a lot of piracy and corruption. And Hormuz, oh yeah, sorry, here Hormuz, if Iran uh, fight with some Arab country or even with the U.S. with some uh, uh, the Hormuz, they they three they, they they said they will cut this Hormuz. So all you cannot come to China, also this way. So uh, since uh, ten years ago, we began to build the landing pipeline. Now already from Kazakhstan to China, the oil from Turkmenistan goes through Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan to Xinjiang is gas. Now the gas pipeline from Xinjiang to Shanghai. So we use uh, clean energy, in fact, from Central Asia. And uh, 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 but it's not enough. From Middle East, from Middle East, or you you cannot go Russia through Russia pipeline. So now the, the we do this in first in Myanmar. There is a pipeline to Yunnan already started the work. Of course, threatened by the recent Rohingya crisis. Uh, secondly, I Sri Lanka. We have built a bigger uh, what's the name? I forgot. In the southern Sri Lanka. Thirdly, or in Bangladesh, in Dhaka. Then the Pakistan is Gwadar. Gwadar is uh, build a pipeline goes through directly to Xinjiang. So if these two pipeline, Myanmar, Yunnan, and Gwadar to Xinjiang, so we will be very safe. We don't have to go through through the Malacca, through the Malacca here. And so uh, now talk about diplomatic. Uh, it's very reasonable since we have more and more economic investment 
and project and the trade project. So we should protect these. So this is uh, basically uh, several uh, several uh, aspects. Firstly, diplomatic. Since uh, 2002, China first time officially appointed a, a Middle East envoy, mi uh, envoy for Middle East affairs, the president's representative, special envoy for Middle East affairs. Now is Ambassador Gong, Gong Xiaosheng. He was ambassador to Turkey. They visit all the Middle East country, trying to, for example, Israel, Pakistan, trying to persuade them to sit down, to negotiate. Uh, then, uh, several years ago, we first appointed a uh, uh, special <coughs> envoy for Afghanistan, uh, Ambassador Shen Yuguo. He has many friends in Washington. They worked together in the 1930s in Xinjiang. Give the weapons to the Mujahideen against the Soviet troops. And very interesting. He, when he went back to Washington, uh, he he just retired. Now new uh, new. He told me he with all the friends in the 1980s worked together in Xinjiang, Pakistan. All these people also retired from the State Department, Defense Department, CIA, or maybe Navy. And they are, they are very excited. They drink a lot. <laughs> they said, oh, we work together again. Uh, because in, in Afghanistan, I will, uh, if you have interest, I will tell you, in Afghanistan and the Middle East, U.S. China have a lot of cooperation. Uh, if you look the east, uh, the, the, the South China Sea, uh, Taiwan, you can find a lot of conflicts. But in, in Middle East and Central Asia even, and uh, many uh, cooperation. So now the new ambassador for um, uh, Afghanistan affairs, uh, Ambassador Deng Xijing. And uh, very interesting, two years ago, we officially appointed a, a high representative for Syria. In fact, Syria, for many, many Chinese people think it's very far why we should uh, appoint a representative. Now it's Ambassador Xie Xiaoyan. Uh, he can speak very good English. Yeah. Uh, of course, we uh, also have a special rep representative for different issues, chemical weapons, Sudan, Darfur, and uh, some other things, other affairs. So this is what I call the special envoy diplomat. Now it's very successful. Because our leader, the, uh, President Xi Jinping, cannot visit all the time. So this special representative, on behalf of high leader, their negotiation with many countries on the different affairs. Secondly, we join the international uh, uh, the, uh, cooperation like uh, six plus one uh, Iranian nuclear issue and uh, uh, international conference on Syria in Geneva, in Astana, Kazakhstan, and also the international conference on Libya. International Conference of Chemical Weapons, uh, so on, so on. Um, I remember 20 years ago, many conferences, no Chinese representative. Yeah, but now everywhere they join and they speak, uh, they play very important role. Third is joining the UN peacekeeping forces. And uh, most people don't know, we have uh, uh, 1,000 soldiers in uh, should move to 
Middle East. Oh, sorry. When does the soldiers inside Lebanon? Here, here. I was in Golan High. The Israeli uh, official showed me. You can see that area is Chinese army. The India army, the Filipina. The reason because 2006 the war in Lebanon. After the war, uh, both sides, Lebanon and Israel, want to uh, UN uh, send more keep peacekeeping forces in southern Lebanon, in southern Lebanon, uh, in here, in here, this area, uh, between Israeli army and Hezbollah. And uh, uh, many uh, Muslim countries are active, like Malaysia, uh, like Indonesia, but Israeli want to know, know, know the Islamic country. So uh, the United Nations asked which country you want. Israel said uh, India, China, Philippines. So, so finally, finally, United Nations asked China send uh, 1,000 soldiers. And uh, since there already 10 years, 11 years, and uh, one soldiers were killed there. And they mainly do what? They mainly do the mine sweep construction and the medical uh, medical rescue yeah this is was was our red line so uh, we don't send a fighting unit to join the UN peacekeeping forces only send the construction uh, and the medical uh, people but now the we close the red line uh, since 2000 I think 2009 2009 we send the three warships to join the anti-piracy now the three warships always here in this in this area. Always this is area. Several months changes another three. This is very good for the, our navy to have a training because since the since the I think since the Vietnam War, the, our navy never fighting, never in the real war, and uh, so uh, so the. Uh, this is very important for Chinese Navy to have the experience in real war. Since the three warships always there, so they need uh, water and need a food. So in the history of the PRC, the first time we set the <laughs> military base here. Fortunately, we have the Djibouti here, Djibouti. Uh, and uh, uh, officially, we said this is uh, a supply base, but uh, all the foreign media said a military base. And uh, in fact, Djibouti, there was a U.S. base, there was a Japanese base, a French base. So our base is not far from U.S. base. So it's just a case because war became work. But this is really significant. This is the first time China set a base, no matter military or supply, uh, base in the other country, uh, in the other country, and uh, play very very active role for when the war broke out in Yemen, uh, the three warships that brought 500 Chinese citizens and several hundred other citizens, other country like 100 Pakistan citizens, uh, because we have ships there, and the Libya crisis, we don't have to rent the uh, uh, crews from Egypt, uh, no, no, from Greece, and from Mata. And they're very happy because in February, no many tourists. 
So we bought, uh, we rent this. We also rent all the five star hotel in Crete, and using thirty six thousand people stay in the high level hotel, and so the Greece people very happy for this. And then move move back to China, to some place they have direct flight, to Beijing, to Shanghai, to Guangzhou, <coughs> something like that. So I think now our leaders realize we should have some base in other country. During my time, we said we never set any base out of China. We never send soldiers out of China, but now the situation changes. So many Chinese work everywhere. You should protect them. You also should join the UN peacekeeping forces. China send them many soldiers in Africa. In Africa, so so this is a security situation. Security situation. So basically, the relations going is well. Economic. Rule, the rising, rising, and but we should protect the Chinese investments, the trade, and and the Chinese interests. So that's result of China playing more and more active role in the diplomatic area, in the UN peacekeeping service, and. And even send soldiers to to join the anti-piracy, and uh, uh, and in the future, I think one uh, important principle is one build one road. Now, when people ask me uh, one build one road, uh, in fact, I really don't know exactly how many projects, what situation. Uh, most people are concerned the security, like China, Pakistan, economic. Uh, Halilo, the Taliban attacks. So sometimes, sometimes you can do nothing. And one build one road also is very difficult to grow slow Iran, because uh, there's still a lot of tension. Yeah, and uh, very, uh, uh, very, uh, you know, close is to uh, GCC country. And uh, with Israel, one build one road is mainly is uh, innovating cooperation. Innovating cooperation, and I also want to mention the Shanghai Cooperation Organization. Shanghai Cooperation Organization basically is Central Asia, but now India, Pakistan join, so became eight member. So to South Asia, also now Turkey is partner, and Iran is observer. So Shanghai Cooperation Organization also into Middle East, into Middle East. So this organization and also very important. China now became chairman. The next summit will be in China. I don't know which city so far. I have not heard about this. And so I think Shanghai Cooperation Organization in the Central Asia, and the one build one road goes through Central Asia, Eurasia, Middle East to reach Europe and Africa. So this became very important. The, 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 how to say the principle and pillar for China's Middle East strategy, or 
or more wide is China's Eurasia strategy. And uh, so I think I give a brief introduction, then we can discuss yes. Q&A. Thank you. Thank you, Pang Wang. As you can see, he has a wide-ranging knowledge on almost any subject or question you might have pertaining to uh, China and the Middle East. I just I will open it up to questions in a moment, but I just want to follow up on your last comments about China opening its uh, first base outside of the country itself, and that in the days of Mao, that was um, a no-no. Uh, in 1973, National Committee sent its first, its uh, second delegation from the Board of Directors. Our first delegation went in 1972. I was on the second delegation, and while it would have been nice to be on the first, actually being on the second was better because we had the chance to meet with Joe and Lai. And Michael Blumenthal was, Mike Blumenthal yeah. was the Fu Tuanjang. He was the Ko Tuanjang, the co-leader of our delegation. Our, our Mike Blumenthal who was born in Germany and then fled to Shanghai with many of the European Jews who were fleeing World War II. Um, he was raised there and he was our chairman for a while. And Mike was the co-leader of this delegation along with our then chairman, Charles, Ambassador Charles Yost. So, um, so with Mike and, and Charles Yost as the head, it was a very senior, august delegation. I was the youngest member, the lowest ranking person on the delegation. But during the course of the discussions with the premier, um, they got to talking about China's, where its main focus was and its relation with the rest of the world. And he turned to me and he said, I want the youngest member of, they, they were talking about how America had soldiers and bases and was an imperialist country that was you know, flooding the world with its soldiers and its bases. Uh, and then he turned to me and he said, I want the youngest member of this delegation, Miss Jan Barris, to promise me that if China, he said, China will never send its military overseas. We will never, have a base in another country. And I want Ms. Barris, the youngest member of this delegation, to promise me that if China ever does that, or if China ever starts a war on foreign soil, that Ms. Barris should stand up and publicly criticize China and say that Premier Zhou entrusted her with this mission. So in 1979, I and you the the interaction with Vietnam. I was my first temptation to stand up, but now <laughs> when you just opened this base a couple months ago, I thought, I wonder if Premier Joe would like me to say something. About this. You just did. So I just did. Right, not quite supply so public. Base, supply. <laughs> supply base. I, I I took note. I underlined supply base. It's not not a military base, but. Recently, I wrote an article about China's policy from the Mao to Xi. This, uh, the Mao is uh, China's uh, is a f a policy towards the Middle East, mainly the revolu revolution. Right, right. right. Uh, he supported uh, Arafat, mm -hmm. and I should mention that just passed away the form, uh, former president of Iraq, Talabani. He was the leader of a Kurdish. He was training in China. Oh. When he visited China, he showed a photo, 1956, with Mao. He's very young, very young. He, he said, I'm Maoism. <laughs> <laughs> so U.S. war bring a Maoism to President Iraq. There you yeah. go. And then to the Deng said, maybe it's uh, mainly we, we, we said this is 
uh, reform and development uh, policy towards Middle East. And then to she now is really changing. I don't know how to <laughs> say this. Yes. <coughs> so this is really developed. Developed. Yes. Yeah. Many changes yeah, many in the changes. last last 10, 20 years. Okay, let's open it up for questions. Um, go ahead. Professor, what do you see would be key objectives or achievements with the upcoming Trump visit? Pardon? What would you see would be the key objectives or the achievements that you think uh, would be the focus of the Trump visit? Oh, Trump's visit you mean to next China. month? Yes. Oh, this is very difficult because really no. <laughs> because really. You mean uh, he's very difficult yeah. or the? No, the question is difficult. Question is difficult. But I should say so now the, we are very happy to see. Uh, President Trump and President Xi now have very good personal relations. <laughs> yeah, this is very interesting. Yeah, they talk very frankly. Sometimes both sides <laughs> make joking. Yeah, President Xi also, when he gives speech, usually gives some case and said some joking. Yeah, he speak a different topic, and uh, so I think they have so good uh, personal relations. So there we will discuss everything very frankly. And North Korea is priority, but we will discuss trade and Iran and Taiwan issue and everything, but only have less than two days. Yeah, he will visit Japan, Korea, China, Vietnam, and Philippines in only 10 days. So it uh, cannot discuss all, all the issue, cannot discuss all the issue. But I, I hope it's a successful, fruitful visit. Yeah. How do you define successful? Hmm. This is uh, not my job. <laughs> <laughs> that one minute of foreign affairs, and they have a think tank work for President Xi. I think they write a lot of report, write report. We also join some report about the Middle East. Yeah, uh, some proposal, some. The, for example, I, I always suggest uh, President Xi should visit Israel, even stay one day. Mm -hmm. But the last time, five days visit three countries, Iran, Saudi, and Egypt, cannot include Israel. I said, uh, Israel, uh, you can visit kibbutz, because she was in the, lab in the, uh, in the rural area for mm -hmm. seven years. Mm -hmm. He knows the people's commune. <laughs> so this is Israeli people's community, Israeli Zemin <laughs> Gongse, so you can visit. And uh, of course, he should visit Yed Vashem, yeah. give a speech, mm -hmm. uh, give a speech. So uh, the, of course, uh, two hours in to meet Abu Mazan, uh, a Palestinian leader, uh, but in the near future, his schedule is too tight, too tight. I don't think he really can do this. Yeah. I'm very interested in the intersection of climate and energy, and particularly with the current situation. I think it's really gratifying that China's um, taking a leadership role globally. Um, so in the context of the Belt and Road Initiative, um, how do you think China will seek to balance what it's doing internally in terms of supporting, for example, the transition to electric cars? and externally in terms of various partnerships and um, projects um, that may 
does China see itself as kind of taking a leadership role outside of its borders in the same way that it's been um, doing so inside? In terms of climate issues or in environmental, of energy. clean energy. Role right. As far as energy is concerned, that links with climate. Right. Um, we can even leave the climate issue aside and just focus on energy, for example. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I cannot say China uh, takes the leadership, but China will play more more active role. I remember several years ago with Jay, we discussed China's role in Africa, mm -hmm. not in America. Right. At that time, the Chinese companies, especially private company, uh, in fact, they don't pay attention to this. So my opinion, I also write a report for the, especially for the private company. There are something against international labor law and the international environment protection law, also international uh, intellectual copyright the law. So since then, Chinese government pay more attention to this. Now the most company, the state-run company, of course, also private company, now doing better, doing better. Uh, the very serious. Uh, 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 regulation, uh, like we have uh, called uh, uh, regulation for Chinese tourists, because 10 years ago, no many Chinese go abroad. Now it's million, million. So very funny things, the Chinese uh, authority give that uh, regulation for tourists. Cannot, very, very noisy, cannot this. Very interesting, uh, seven or eight. But now we should uh, have some uh, regulation for Chinese uh, investment in foreign country, especially environment, mm -hmm. labor, because our some company in Africa they use uh, sixteen years old uh, mm -hmm. labor, and every day work more than eight hours, every week, seven days work something like that. But now stop, now the government give very serious uh, the, the the punishment. Mm -hmm. So so I think they will be better, but still some program especially. Uh, in Africa and in Latin America. Uh, but uh, of course, this is why China supports the Paris uh, Agreement so active. In Paris, really, China plays a very, very important role, if not leading role. So this is also we trying to, I think President Xi will try to persuade uh, President <laughs> Trump maybe come back, yeah. maybe come back, but we don't know whether we can successful. But Europeans already did this, very hard work very hard work. So, uh, uh, so uh, this is, I think, a uh, pretty more important rule in the one by one road. Mm -hmm. One by one road, now, uh, most important things is environmental protection. Mm -hmm. Even you do do this, Pakistan will protest. Mm -hmm. uh, other countries, Africa people will protest. So you must do everything. You have re very serious regulation for this company join the one by one road. I think our government realized this. Yet, yeah, just to follow up on that, there has been some criticism of the One Belt and One Road as a concept not being environmentally sound because you are transporting goods from one place to another which don't have to travel hundreds of thousands of miles from China mm -hmm. to Europe or the other regions of Central Asia. It would be much better environmentally to source those products from much closer. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, it, it, it's interesting to me how China is going to address those issues. Oh, this is really complicated because <coughs> this is uh, uh, even the question what is one build one road? Uh, still a lot of different opinion. Yeah, this is uh, only a construction project or this a trade mainly for trade and uh, also the many countries interested in uh, getting money. If you come, money come, we do this. And also most uh, important series is security. Yeah, like in Pakistan, uh, like in some other country, Africa. Uh, we can do nothing without security. So this question is still under discussion, I think. Uh, mm -hmm. For me, it's very difficult to answer, yeah. We have, uh, when I'm back, I come here during the 90-party uh, uh, Congress. Congress. The reason is, I will, I can, I cannot, I don't have to miss many things. Mm -hmm. Because during these 10 days, no <laughs> academic conference. <laughs> <laughs> so, but when I come back 22nd, I think immediately next month, after this 22nd, until to the end of uh, October, maybe many conferences discuss the party sector, party uh, discuss one build one road and discuss U.S.-China relations mm -hmm. for the, the president's the uh, visit. Yes. Yeah, now already they prepare. I received the, uh, the, the announcement, mm -hmm. the conference in twenty fifth, twenty sixth, mm -hmm. just after the end of the party conference. Yeah, please. Yeah, in. Uh, you just mentioned uh, intellectual property laws. Uh, in the in 1980s, we saw this country saw an enormous investment into entertainment area by Japan, and then very quick retreat. Mm -hmm. Now we see the same thing mm -hmm. with China. That yeah, yeah, within yeah. like last 10 years or even less, there are over five billion dollars that were invested in in. Uh, Hollywood infrastructure, let's put it this way. Now, there's a quick, again, quick retreat. Could you, the, the, the companies are with, like Wanda and the others, they, 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 they're withdrawing their investments from, from that sector. Could you shed any light what went wrong? What Already, uh, because uh, the, the investments in some country uh, are posted by local people, like in Myanmar. We have bigger projects have to cancel because the local people are both very strong. And uh, uh, in Sri Lanka, when regime changes, the new government said that we will not do this. Even the previous government already paid this. <laughs> Chinese already investment, but now they change it because they need more investment. And Aung San Suu Kyi also now very active very active, want more Chinese investment. So anyway, any government, they should uh, improve the development economy, so they need foreign investment. And China is very active for this, so why not? Why not? Especially now in Africa, in Kenya, which have built a new railway, uh, and in Ethiopia, new railway, in Egypt, and in Algeria, more and more investment. But now really should uh, pay more attention to environment protection. Yeah, this is uh, two kind of things. One's a private company, one is state-run company. Mm -hmm. State-run company now basically doing well, like a CNPC. 
They make a lot of money in Kazakhstan and in Sudan. They build a bridge for local people. Something now they understand that we should do this. And uh, I talk about the leader of Coca-Cola China. He said I support 27 Coca-Cola Hope School. China called Xiwang Xiaoxue, Xiwang Gongzheng. Hope. Yeah, Hope. Hope School. Hope School is uh, Coca-Cola gives money, build a school for the, the, the children from poor family. So even Coca-Cola support 27. And uh, he asked me whether this is socialist or capitalist. <laughs> I said, this is a socialist. <laughs> and so Chinese companies now understand this. They even set some foundation to support the, this country. But for private company, still a lot of problems. For example, in, the, in Africa, many, many Zhejiang businessmen from Zhejiang. And in Europe, all the restaurants by Wenzhou people. And uh, they <coughs> now begin to, to know they should fund some uh, uh, local foundation to support local people. And also very important since in, in Libya, why we brought back 36,000 people? Because all the family with their goal. So, uh, so you should uh, provide the job for local people. Uh, they, they, the one Chinese company even uh, bring all the cork. He said, I, don't, I like Chinese food, don't like Libya food. So all the cork follow him. Cooks. Uh, cooks, chefs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this, this, uh, this is a problem for the Chinese investment model. But now I think they improve, improve, improve. Like Huawei now, uh, they in invest. Most is in, you, you, in uh, I last year in Dallas, Huawei headquarters now in Dallas. Most people is American people. Uh, also the, the, the CNPC, the, the China National Petroleum. Petrolia company, they also uh, more the local people. Then you can do for a long time. You should find something, give local people. Yeah. Now I think uh, the situation better, but still a lot of program. This uh, will be main uh, program for one build one road. One build one road not not only give money to them or build a bridge <coughs> for them. This uh, should long term cooperation. Yeah, long-term cooperation. But how to do this? Yeah, this is like uh, just uh, 1980s, uh, U.S. because uh, the, the money come to China. Also, they give money, but they don't know how to manage this. The people take the money. It's even now, we we have we have the, uh, the the like Shanghai. We give us lots of support to Xinjiang, but but you know you should know you give money, but you teach people training them. Otherwise, they use the money. Nothing happened. Yeah, lot of these kind of things. Uh, not only for China, also for many other countries. Yeah. But when build one road, uh, really we should discuss uh, uh, many specific technical things in detail. Yeah. In addition to several of the men, um, issues that Pang Wang has raised in terms of why the money is retreating from Hollywood, I would think some of it is also involved in the whole anti-corruption campaigns. And some of the heads of the organizations you're talking about, Wang Dan, others are don't want to be seen as being too much in the forefront of getting out ahead um, in this current climate in politically, internally, politically in China. 
in China? In China. In, in China. The tightening up and um, intensive look at money and where it's going and how it's been gathered. So. Before the Harvey Weinstein issue. <laughs> yes, before <laughs> that. Right. Go ahead. I just wanted to follow up on the, the really what you're talking about in some ways is one belt, one road, and it's soft power diplomacy mm -hmm. issues, mm -hmm. which is, I think, where American uh, USAID and others began to go mm -hmm. earlier. But I wanted to particularly talk about um, academic expansion, academic uh, expansion as part of the Obor well, on the road thing. And we had another speaker who talked about um, lots of universities uh, being established and, and scholarships. And I, I wasn't clear. This was um, uh, Jerry Puskin. Jerry Puskin. I wasn't clear, and I wondered if you could clarify: Is China? How is China thinking about uh, creating these universities? Are they going to be teaching in Chinese or in English or in the local? Uh, uh, language and, and where do you get professors? I mean, you, you can't bring Chinese professors, presumably. So, what do you know, have any thoughts about how Obor is going to do educational expansion? Yes, uh, this is a Confucian Institute. Mm -hmm. It's very controversial. In the United States, several universities closed. Right. But still, many universities are very uh, interested in right. these. Uh, for example, about choosing China. Last year, I invited by uh, UT Dallas, mm -hmm. and they invited me sponsored by Confucian Institute, mm -hmm. and uh, talk of this topic. And now I received the invitation from a university, uh, what's it, Milan Catholic University, mm -hmm. Italy, mm -hmm. and the Turing, Turing, how to it prepare, mm -hmm. Turing, 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 Turing University. All, both is a Confucian yeah. Institute. So Confucian Institute, I, I, I always suggest not only teaching Chinese, right. Uh, or uh, traditional Chinese uh, medicine or something like that, you should uh, uh, improve some exchange, mm -hmm. some project. Mm -hmm. For example, Juicy China, the story about China, but also about the Jewish. Mm -hmm. Also about the Jewish. Mm -hmm. So they're very interested. They are published book. <coughs> I said, how many Jews in Italy? So not many. But for children, all the professors are interested in this topic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, interested. They are, although they are Catholic universities. Yeah. But very interested in this. Very interested in this. Also, I mentioned his project about the Dr. Stanislaw Frat. The, this story is a group. Most is Jewish. During the Civil War in Spain, 1936 to 1939, a group all come to China during the Chinese war against the Japanese British. We know the Bai Chiu En. The one member of them. How to say also, English? Also, um, Bethune, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the Crooks. David yeah, 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 Crook yeah, yeah, yeah. was in that group. And uh, Mr. Flato also is the leader of the group. Also, many other people. And uh, uh, Xi Jinping visited Poland last year, uh, give a speech, mention several names. First name is Dr. Flato. So now we work trying to make a movie about him, something like that. All this story. Uh, we now vary the use of self uh, power. Uh, one thing is tell the Chinese story. Mm -hmm. Tell the Chinese story. Tell the true Chinese story. Uh, not only do publicity or propaganda. Right. You should tell the story, real story to the people. I think uh, we should do this. Yep. Yeah. Like the Jews in China, I, mm -hmm. I work, give lecture mm -hmm. the, the, the day before last day in Princeton University. Michael Brumenthal come yeah. in 92, he come. 
he joined the lecture, and then we, we, we invited him to say a few words before that. He said, I was 13, escaped from Berlin to Shanghai, stayed almost 10 years. So I, I, I appreciate Professor Pan's work, keep this story for future generation. So I think all this, uh, all this work very, very significant. Peter Marx, great. Yes, great yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Peter Marx here, very famous painter. Right. Yeah, he, he come back to Shanghai trying to find uh, his armor. Oh, really? Did he, yeah. find, did he find her? <laughs> no. no. He, uh, he have a cartoon about his armor. Hmm. Then in the Chinese radio, TV shows this. <laughs> but he now, 80, his armor, <laughs> his armor <laughs> maybe 90. <laughs> 1900. So he don't know the name. So uh, we all have. We cannot find in the radio everywhere. We all age at the same speed. So <laughs> yeah, just one day at a time. Peggy, you want to follow yeah. up? I, I, the Chinese, uh, the Confucius Institutes, I think, are mostly in um, America and Europe. I think and Africa uh, and Africa. Africa. But my impression about the um, one belt one road strategy in Central. Asia and in the Middle East was actually to build universities, not just to, uh, you know, and to actually uh, create um, academic institutions. And I just that was the part that I couldn't quite. Pretty, so I'm, far, I'm not sorry for interrupting, but I'm not clear whether you're talking about Chinese universities here, no, no. or American <coughs> universities in China. No, no, no. What does that change? Neither. I'm talking about as as we understood from a previous speaker who may not have been correct. He said that part of the One Belt One Road strategy, in addition to investment, in addition to construction, yeah, 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 is yeah. going to do academic development of academic yes, institutions. Yes, yes, yes. The Chinese mm -hmm. are develop academic institutions in Central Asia and in the Middle East. And I thought this was kind of going to be complex. <laughs> yes, this is now is a several, uh, several uh, kind of things. One yeah. is Chinese university set, like, uh, like you use uh, NYU Shanghai, like something like that. Yeah. <laughs> then now there, there is uh, uh, I know the Xiamen University Malaysia yes. already right. began. Yeah, began. Right. And uh, Tsinghua will set some. I don't remember where. Beida also. So this uh, one way the Chinese university set something in other right. country. Right. Secondly, jointly, jointly, uh, China Kazakhstan, some university use a special name. Yeah. Thirdly, is an uh, organization like Shanghai Corporation Organization. <coughs> Xi Jinping, Xi Jinping, President Xi announced in the next five years, we will give 10,000 scholarships mm -hmm. to the five Central Asia countries. In Africa also, he said that we will right. give how many, I really remember, in right. the next several years. Uh, right. Support the young people to study in China, mm -hmm. or to support young people study Chinese in their country. So I, I think that they, they, they give yeah. a lot of support to these, yeah, different kind of things. Right. Yeah, but okay. now Chinese university began to set something in other country, just the beginning, yeah. Mm -hmm. In China, already many, uh, like NYU Shanghai, like, uh, what's the university? Duke Kunshan. Yeah, Duke Kunshan, yeah. also in Ningbo, yeah. uh, the, uh, the British, the UK ones. university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Not Beijing, again. also, yeah, yeah. yeah. <coughs> and also think tank. Mm -hmm. uh, like Carnegie, Tsinghua, uh, Brookings, uh, some, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so this is, I think, is uh, direction. Thank it's you. a direction, yeah. Down there, Mr. Ma. Uh, thank you very much, Professor uh, Pan, for your insight. Uh, uh, I 
as far as we know, uh, there are diversified views in the United States uh, on the uh, initiatives of China, such as uh, AIIB, Belt and Road uh, Initiative. When China came up with the uh, idea of establishment of the AIIB, some people here say it was no good, it is a low standard uh, financial institution. But other analysts here criticize Obama and administration for making a strategic mistake, not joining the AIIB. Similarly, on the uh, Belt and Road Initiative, here's the My question really is uh, to, in, in your analysis, mm -hmm. uh, is there any uh, potential area or on any uh, specific issues uh, China and the United States can uh, cooperate to push forward the uh, Belt and Road Initiative to benefit the uh, Middle East area? This is a very uh, controversial topic, uh, even in the United States. Uh, five years or six years ago uh, in the U.S., one the argument is we fighting Chinese make money. They said that in Afghanistan, we fighting a Chinese company make money. In the Middle East also. So this argument said China should do more. Should do more. And for example, the, in Afghanistan, President Obama told the President Xi, we will leave finally. You should be ready. You are neighbor. You are neighbor Afghanistan. So all these kind of things want China to do more. Uh, but now another argument is China want to replace U.S. Uh, China want to be a leader and the U.S. withdraw. China coming or something like that. So this is all different opinion, but basically I think China uh, really want to play more uh, role, but not really uh, want to lead or something. Even in Shanghai Corporation Organization, they write articles that uh, China playing uh, dominating, a leading role. I said, no, 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 just uh, the most uh, influential uh, uh, country in the, this country, uh, in this organization. And so now it's uh, U.S.-China cooperation, especially in the west of China, Afghanistan, Central Asia, and the <coughs> Middle East. In the East Asia, we found a lot of conflicts. Uh, in Korea, uh, North Korea issue, we have cooperation, but China-Japan relations, Taiwan issue, South China Sea, everything, they found that China and U.S. some uh, different opinion. But in the uh, west, of China. Firstly, in Afghanistan, I joined the uh, uh, Czech 1.5 China-US dialogue on Afghanistan. Five meetings in the uh, US in China discuss a lot of things and reach, uh, uh, reach a, a common interests, a common, mis a mi common is, uh, the, the, uh, understanding, uh, mutual understanding for many areas. For example, uh, joint training course. Now the joint training course on the mine sweep on the for the Afghanistan police, 
and uh, trying to bring the Taliban to the table. And all this, and uh, basically successful, but uh, since Taliban divided, so you, something uh, stop, something stop. And uh, both sides also can work together in Pakistan. Uh, because uh, China Pakistan have uh, like a brother uh, cooperation. Uh, but the U.S., when they support India, Pakistan not happy. And Pakistan also have very close connection with uh, radical Islam. So this is a very controversial uh, issue. But China, anyway, can play a very important role. So now we have US, China, Afghanistan, and Pakistan, four parties. Four parties is mechanism, still going well. And if US want to leave Afghanistan, they need, they need help from China. Then Iran also, China, US, and the European country work together. We just hope the uh, U.S. will continue to join this. And in Syria, in Iraq, all these, China joined the anti-ISIS. But very clear, China <coughs> will not join the bombing. Like Russia and U.S., we will not join the bombing. We will not join militarily. So we give support, give support, uh, give the uh, food, uh, or you uh, food, the, 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 the food and the water, all this. Uh, recently also to Syria, to northern Iraq, to Kurdish people, uh, all this, yeah. And very important, uh, I just mentioned three, uh, three the, uh, oil fields <coughs> in southern Iraq. Now invest, uh, prov provide the money to Iraq government. They, they don't have, the government is very difficult situation because the Kurdish area like independent, they cannot get all the tax in, from Kurdish area, but the three oil fields support him. So many people always see the military, uh, weapons, army, and bombing. But China mainly plays a role, not in the military. Uh, but of course, we join the UN peacekeeping forces, UN peacekeeping forces. And so uh, if you have time, you can find an article in the Wall Street Journal they said uh, in the Afghanistan village, the Chinese labor very work very hard to build a highway which U.S. Army need, and the U.S. Army protect this group of Chinese labor. And in Afghanistan, only Chinese labor is still there, all other labor left. And only U.S. Army is still there, and all Europeans escape. Uh, very interesting, yeah, very interesting. So, of course, another article said, we fighting, China make money. <laughs> so this is a different opinion. But basically, I think in Central Asia, in Middle East, even in Africa, we can work together. Like the anti-piracy, China-US uh, already have joint exercise. Many people don't know this. Joint anti-terror exercise, joint rescue and searching exercise. And for anti-terrorism, China-US have some very unique agreement. Most people don't know. For example, for container security, we sign agreement. So any uh, uh, container from China to US, and US officer can check this in Chinese port. And Chinese uh, officer can check the, any uh, uh, the container from the yes. US to China. So this is a very unique agreement. <coughs> and <coughs> since then, no any accident, because terrorists can use this container. Uh, but so far, nothing happened. 
Also, we have uh, agreement for security of civil aviation. <coughs> U.S. officer can work in the Air China, China Eastern, and Chinese officer can work in United, in Delta, in American Airlines. Mm -hmm. Of course, they are just not with uh, uh, official uni uniform. But so far, all the direct flight between China and U.S., no accident. So all this, most uh, people don't know. But in fact, going very well. Yeah. Well, it's a very nice note to end on, the cooperative <laughs> aspects of the relationship. And we hope they continue to go well, uh, that President Trump's visit is successful, and that he and President Xi become even closer friends. So <laughs> please join me in thanking Tan Guang for coming.